When it comes to sustainability, Johnson County's efforts are designed to help bring about economic, environmental, and societal benefits for our community. A just-released greenhouse gas inventory helps county staff and the public see how close we are to meeting our goals. In this episode, we'll welcome some guests who can discuss the latest report and what the county is doing to hit its emission reduction goals. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Andy Highland. I'm a Johnson County resident and I work in public affairs at Johnson County Government. We are here to talk about the latest greenhouse gas inventory in Johnson County and what it means for our community. Our guests today can help put that into information into some context. And we're gonna see how the community and Johnson County's own operations are taking steps to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, I'd like to welcome Brian Alferman, who's Johnson County Sustainability Program Manager. Uh, welcome, Brian, and can you tell us a little bit about your role? Sure. Thanks, Andy, and thanks for having me. Uh, my role as a sustainability manager for Johnson County is, is really a fun one, and I always say I've got the best job at the county. Uh, and, and it's really to lead our organization's sustainability efforts, uh, but it's also to support all of our departments in their role in helping achieve some of our sustainability goals. And, and so in that capacity, I, I, I sort of serve as an internal consultant to the organization's operations. Uh, but another big part of my job that I enjoy a lot is representing Johnson County in our broader community and the regional efforts that, that go on and that I'm sure you'll hear about uh, today and, and recognizing we're just a piece of our region as a whole. And, and I get the pleasure of representing Johnson County in some of those regional efforts. Wonderful. And next we have Stacy Seibert, Assistant Div Division Director of Maintenance for Johnson County. And Stacy, can you tell us what you do for the organization? Yes, Andy, thank you. I work for the facilities department. I am Assistant Director of Maintenance. So I oversee a number of building engineers and I currently have about 16 buildings that I oversee. Those buildings are vast variety of occupancy types. And then I also have the energy manager and the energy management program that I help maintain. Wonderful. And uh, finally, Tom Jacobs, Director of Environmental Programs for Mid-America Regional Council. Tom, welcome. And can you tell us about Mark and your role with that group? Good morning, Andy. My role at Mark is to oversee our regional environmental programs. So it ranges from air and water quality to green infrastructure and ecosystem restoration. We talk a lot about placemaking. How do we, how do we create the kinds of bases that are walkable and vibrant and healthy? We talk a lot about urban forestry, energy efficiency, solar, we talk about bike lanes and, um, and climate resilience, where we work to bring communities together across our bi-state metro area to look for collaborative solutions on complex environmental problems. Great. And so thanks to all of you for being here again, but Brian, let's uh, start with you. And so what, what is a greenhouse gas inventory and why did Johnson County decide to undertake this effort? 
Sure. Well, in its, in its simplest terms, a greenhouse gas inventory simply quantifies the amount of heat trapping gases like carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide that are released into our atmosphere within a defined boundary over a course of a year and, and identifies where they're coming from. Uh, so sectors like transportation and energy generation, wastewater treatment, decomposition of, decomposition of solid waste and so forth. And, and we do this because we know that these gases are the main ingredient causing climate change and, and reducing them is the key to slowing that change. And so we need to periodically measure these quantities and, and sources and de determine uh, the trends that we see and decide where to focus our resources to drive down those emissions. And this is the first one we've done since 2013 uh, as Johnson County. So we were a little overdue on, on updating this inventory and it's uh, been really interesting to see the results of that and see what's changed since 2013 and, and how we look as a community and, and as an organization emissions wise. Can you help remind us of Johnson County's stated goals in this work? And from an emission standpoint, where do we hope to be and when? Sure. Well, Johnson County's commitment to reducing uh, emissions goes way back to 2007. Uh, and, and the two major goals stated at that time were to reduce operations level emissions just from our organization by 33% below 2005 levels by the year 2020. Uh, and then the other big goal that was stated was to reduce community level emissions by 80% below 2005 levels by 2050. Uh, and, and we've since endorsed the Regional Climate Action Plan that challenges the entire region to be net zero by 2050 uh, and local governments to be net zero by 2030. And, uh, and so that's kind of our recommitment to those, to those goals and kind of raising the bar for where we need to be, uh, given some of the recent uh, information that, that scientists continue to gather on what our status is and what the impacts of not reducing emissions can be. And so I understand the report took a look both at Johnson County's own operations and also the broader community's emissions. So what did the report show on a high level? Yeah, so, so as I mentioned briefly, we, we inventoried both the entire Johnson County community, which means all emitting activities taking place in the county, and then just the emissions of Johnson County government's operations, because that's what we have the most control over, uh, our, our own organization. And the high-level findings showed a 30% reduction in the community's emissions since our last inventory in 2013, and most of that is from improvements in how our electricity is generated, uh, moving away from, from coal-generated electricity uh, specifically, and, and, and the more progress we make in that area, it moves the needle pre pretty well. Um, we're still at roughly about a third of our emissions coming from transportation sector, and about two-thirds coming from the built environment, how we heat and cool our, our houses and buildings, which is fairly consistent with most inventories. Operationally, we saw a 9% increase in our emissions over 2013, which is obviously the wrong direction, uh, but it's a reflection of a fast growing community uh, like Johnson County and, and our organizations need to serve that growing population. Uh, and so it's a response to that growth. 
And the good news is though, and, and I'm sure Stacy will touch on this, is that growth has been pretty efficient uh, operationally for our organization and, and, and our square footage has increased greatly since 2013, but our, our usage of resources has risen uh, very, uh, very slowly comparatively to that growth. And, and I'm sure Stacy will touch on that a little bit more, but, um, but yeah, so lowering in, in the community level emissions and rising uh, a little bit on the operations emissions. Well, well, let's get, let's get to that a little bit, Stacy. So uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about one of the ways that Johnson County is actually putting some of this into practice. And can you describe maybe how sustainability has an impact on what you do? Sure. So we've been able to improve the lighting and the building equipment. And with that, we're able to spend less time to maintain that equipment while reducing energy. And this really has a positive impact on the visitors, the clients, the employees that we see every day in our buildings. And so maybe you could talk about a little bit of where you see some of the biggest strides in your work over the last couple of years or so, or, or however long is you've experienced some of this? Sure. So it, the energy improvements that we've done has really helped with the, the comfort that we provide for those visitors, employees, and clients. And it really truly helps the indoor air quality and so when you're inside one of the Johnson County buildings, it is definitely a lot more comfortable environment while reducing the energy usage. And I think in addition to being good for the environment, it also has benefits for the financial bottom line, right? When, when we undertake some of these efforts. Exactly. Like Brian indicated, we've been able to expand the square footages of the buildings and expand the number of services that we provide for the Johnson County residents while still maintaining a normal operating budget. And so we have not been able to ask for additional funds for utilities by improving the energy efficiency of those buildings. And maybe Tom, if you could uh, help for us or sort of you work with a lot of environmental programs I think all across our region and maybe you can talk a little bit about what a report like this can do for our broader community efforts. Well, this report is really foundational in a lot of ways right we have big aspirations we're trying to create a resilient and sustainable community right so how do we know if we're getting there? By measuring our, our progress, we can figure out where we are and where we need to go. We're doing similar sorts of measurements at the regional scale. And by having the ability to track, you know, across a nine county area or, or across Johnson County really gives us a sense about where we need to focus, how we can improve, how we can work together to get there. So this, this sort of effort is just crucial along the path to help us get where we need to go. Can, can you talk about some of those broader regional efforts a little bit more and how maybe our, our efforts in Johnson County fit into that bigger picture? Well, of course. You know, so as we look at um, a regional greenhouse gas emissions profile, we see that, just like Brian said, the regional trends are the same as they are in Johnson County. About a third of our emissions come from transportation and just over 60% come from using energy and buildings. 
And so on the transportation side, we have a regional transit plan. We have a regional bike plan. We have a regional greenway plan. There's huge investments in trying to advance these kinds of activities that really reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector. We're trying to build more compact, walkable, transit-oriented, mixed-use communities that are well canopied, that are efficient, that, that have fewer urban heat islands. And there's efforts like this taking, across the, the, uh, taking place across the entire metro. We're running a program called Planning Sustainable Places that since its inception has funded 90 projects from Lewisburg's Main Street to downtown Parkville to downtown Overland Park uh, across the whole metro. And we're trying to figure out how can our development patterns, our land use and transportation and environmental planning really help us on a path to reduce emissions and create sustainability and resilience. So when you see a report like this from Johnson County, what stands out to you in it? Well, what, what do you pull out of it for, for your own efforts? Well, what we do at Mark is we work with communities from throughout our metro to find out where, how we can work together to achieve our shared goals. And so we might establish regional goals, but all of those things are predicated on local support and local action. And so Johnson County is just doing an extraordinary job on this whole range of sustainability programs. And it creates a basis for progress, not only in Johnson County, but, but region-wide, right? Johnson County is, has claimed a leadership position in our metro area and is helping all of us better appreciate what kinds of, uh, kinds of data, what kinds of programs, what kinds of policies might help move the needle and uh, help us become a more resilient place. That's great to hear. I, I, I appreciate that, that feedback and, and context for, uh, I think, on, on where these efforts fit in in the broader community. Uh, Brian, one question I had about this report, I, I noticed that this report was done in 2020 right smack in the middle of the COVID pandemic. And, and I wondered what impact that may have had on some of these findings. Right, right. Well, we, we started this, uh, this data gathering exercise in, in early 22, uh, but the last full year we had of data was 2020. So we, uh, we had to use 2020 as our, as our most current year. And, and yeah, anything with the, with the date 2020 on it, the, the first question that pops up is well, what, what effect did COVID have? And uh, really most of that was seen in the transportation sector. If you recall, nobody was driving, nobody was flying, everything came to a screeching halt uh, fairly quickly in the transportation sector specifically. Um, and, and most of the energy usage shifted uh, from a commercial setting to a residential setting as a lot of people work from home. Uh, so, so not much impact there, but operationally, uh, our energy usage didn't change much because our buildings still needed to operate. They still needed to function. Uh, we provide community services. And so even if they weren't full of staff, uh, they still needed to be maintained. They still needed to be operational. So we didn't see much of a, a change in that respect. But yeah, we, we, we did our best to take into account the oddity of 2020 and the impact of COVID and try to make adjustments where we could, where we knew uh, some of the data but um, it was an odd year, and, uh, and I think the, the emissions inventory reflected that to some extent, uh, but 
really it's a it's a snapshot in time and 2020 is something that happened and and we were able to track it from an emission standpoint so it was interesting in that respect very good uh, so what challenges does this report show for us uh, where do we uh, as a county as a region where do we still have work to do well i like to look at the the trends of course are are interesting and and when we look at what we're on track for from a community level uh, we're on track for about an 84% reduction by 2050. And if you recall, one of our stated goals was, was 80% uh, uh, by 2050. And, and our new reset goal is net zero by 2050. So uh, on one hand, we can say, well, we, we might very well achieve the, the goals we set in 2007, but we're not going to achieve the goals. We're not on track to achieve the goals we set just a couple of years ago, uh, which raised that bar. Uh, so I look at that. Operationally, if we include our commitment to Evergy's Renewables Direct program, which is to, which is to buy most of our electricity from renewable wind, uh, we're down about 25% from our 2005 levels. Uh, and if you recall, our, our goal was 33% uh, by 2020. So we're short of that goal there. So some work to do on that level. Uh, but what I think about mostly is our need to be able to do more than one thing at a time. Uh, we need to continue reducing emissions as quickly as possible while also adapting to the impacts that we're already seeing about climate change uh, that we're exper experiencing right now, extreme heat, drought, flooding. Uh, there are very personal level impacts that we're experiencing that we need to be responding to as well. And, and we need to keep focus on that at the same time. What about the other two of you, too? Uh, where do you see the biggest challenges ahead for this work? Tom, Tom maybe you can go first. Yeah. Well, so collectively, we, you know, there's a lot of energy around town to you know, focus on lots of issues, whether it's recycling and reuse or composting, or it's on alternative forms of transportation, thinking about urban agriculture, thinking about rain gardens and tree planting. Uh, of course, the transportation and building energy efficiency pieces and, and renewable energy. So there's a huge amount of energy that's in place. And we can feel momentum building. So the the in my in my mind, we're trying to create more energy and more momentum to be able to work together smarter to achieve big goals. It's really hard, as Brian said, the county's done so much and yet it still has more work to do. And that would be true anywhere in the world, really. And so we're on that path and we're trying to roll up our sleeves. We're trying to figure out how to how to do this together, how to do it in ways that not just reduce emissions, but create health, right? Create jobs, create vitality, create quality of life. And there's a, there's equations inside of all of this work in which we think we can really fire on all cylinders where we reduce emissions, we're adapting to change, and we're achieving the goals that we've already set out for ourselves around quality of life and livability and health and, uh, and economic vitality. Great context. Thank you. And, and Stacy, maybe you could talk about, too, you, the, the challenges ahead for your own work as you think about what's coming up in the next in the years ahead. Yeah, so we have a tendency to have traditional ways of conducting business and we're looking outside the box. And when you look outside the box, sometimes it's hard to convince people to think differently on how you conduct business. 
And so, and some of the newer technologies is not well put in place. And so it can be challenging to move a mountain. Um, so. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I think <laughs> moving mountains is, is kind of the, the nature of the work uh, here for all of us. And I think it's certainly, I, I want to thank everybody for taking the time today to come up and, and take a looking at this report and, and taking a deeper dive into some of what it says. Is there anything else we should know about this important report from anybody else or anything that anybody would like to say? Well, I'll, I'll just say uh, there's a lot more in this report than we were able to touch on today. Uh, and I'd encourage people to, to check it out. Uh, we, we intentionally tried to make it uh, concise and, and digestible for just about anybody to consume. Uh, there are uh, some, some challenges that are, are pointed out in the report, <clears throat> but there's certainly some guidance in, in what folks can, can undertake uh, for us to make improvements in this area. And, and so I would encourage folks to check the report out. We made it for you and uh, <laughs> we're always looking for feedback and follow-up questions and ideas on, on how we should be taking action based on this, this effort. And so, Brian, if people want to see it, where can they do that and how do they get access to it? Well, the easiest is to go to jocogov.org, the county's website, do a, do a search for GHG. It'll be the first result that pops up. Uh, I also encourage folks to find our sustainability guide on the website. Uh, you can search for that. And that goes into more detail about some of our sustainability efforts uh, internally and externally. And, and the emissions report can be found at the bottom of that guide as well. Piggyback a little bit on Brian's comments, right? We're trying to spur action, whether that's at the county or community-wide level, and there's so many opportunities to do that. So, folks in you know each of us in our individual households can identify lots of opportunities to do better. I feel like I live a very environmentally conscious life, and yet I just determined that my Personal greenhouse gas emissions are at about 17 tons per year, which is half of the uh, community average, but still considerable, right? And maybe 10 times what you'd see in a place like Bangladesh. So with that in mind, how can I walk more? How can I bike more? Can I recycle better? Can I have uh, more efficient um, or, or can, I, can I heat and cool my home with renewable energy? What are, can I eat a healthier diet? There's so many opportunities just at the household level. And then scaling up, right? All of us is when we go to work, when we participate in different community organizations, there's opportunities to identify, you know, ways for folks to work together at that level. And of course, folks can get involved in, in their local communities, right? Most of our local communities now are launching or considering how to frame up a, a response to this sorts of data and to create climate resilience and sustainability focused action. And so getting involved in those kinds of things is just invaluable because we're, we're trying to figure this out. It's not easy and we need help from everybody to do it. Well, thanks again. Thanks again to you, Tom and Brian and Stacy and all, all of you for taking some time to, to share with us uh, the important nature of this work. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So as we wrap up, let's take some time to summarize a few items we learned and where to learn more. 
Johnson County just released its latest greenhouse gas inventory report. It covers the year 2020, and it looks like the first look at how we measure up since 2013. The county has endorsed regional goals to reduce local government operations to net zero by 2030 and the community's emissions to net zero by 2050. The county has already taken steps to reduce its emissions, allowing it to expand its building square footage and services while reducing energy usage while maintaining a normal operating budget. The report also provides a roadmap to achieve shared goals with regional partners. You can look at the report at jocogov.org and search for GHG. It's the first thing that could pop up there. And you can also find it on the sustainability guide on the county's website. Thank you again for joining us. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org backslash podcast. Thanks for listening.